0: Welcome to Life After the Fire, the preeminent podcast for all things related to having a great life after the fire service. My name is Chris Phelps. I'm your host, joined today by a good friend, longtime friend, David Markle.
1: Thank you for having me, Chris. This is a pretty cool experience and like I was saying before this started. It's gotten everybody full circle back to seeing familiar faces that we haven't seen over the years. Yeah. And uh, being able to hear the stories that they've brought to you. Yeah. Something else.
0: Um, And, and, you know, that's, that's why we, I, I I really wanted to start this whole thing was, you know, hearing, hearing the stories about, you know, what people are doing uh, since retirement and, you know, realizing that, you know, after, after the fire service, you get out, you have the potential to get out so young that. You can have an amazing second career or even three careers, I don't know. But, um, you know, me getting into the mortgage business really kind of was eye-opening for me. Like I've got a whole, you know, another half a life ahead of me. And uh, and uh, talking with my financial advisor, he's like, well, how long do you want to work? I'm like, well, the kind of stuff that I'm doing, I could literally work up until the day I die. And yeah, that's it, how, know, I
1: mean, I got in the fire service at 18 and mm-hmm. I extended my career prior to going into the drop and I'll do 33 successful years when I leave at 51 on my 51st birthday. I needed something to do <laughs> and uh, you know I've found a lot of different adventures but we we think we're on the right path with this one here. Cool. So,
0: so David and I started uh, or worked together with the fire department here in South Florida Many many moons ago, um, Dave's always been a, a um, avid, I would say, av- outdoorsman, and uh, we did it's a, a lot. Of work. We've done use. a lot of fishing together. I've never really gotten done any hunting with you, but I know you do do a lot of bit of, of that. And uh, and being in the outdoors is something you you love, and uh, and something you're good at,
1: right? Absolutely. And and yes. now you figured out a way to monetize it. I have. Um, It took a while. Started back in 2010. Um, I decided to do guided hunts. I had a small piece of leased property out on the West Coast. And uh, it was working to my advantage until the money coming in was not as uh, great as I thought when it came to paying the leases on annuals uh, and fees. So we kind of put it to rest for a couple of years And uh, recently in the last year and a half, I've gained a a lot of property out on the uh, West coast in Polk County, Florida, and um, was able to bring this business back to life. And as you know, living on the water, our boats, if we're not fishing, I'm hunting. (laughs) Um, So like you said, I found an easy way. When I say easy, it was an easy way for me to um, start the business but now some of the hurdles that I'm finding uh, on the business end uh, with licensing and stuff, and insurance, you know, we're giving people guns, we're giving them weapons, and we're sending them out into the woods. Yeah. So I've found great insurance companies, uh, great great relationships, um, we're able to do that and be successful at it. So you're you're basically
0: had this, this song, this Luke Bryan song running in the back of your head, right,
1: what is it? <laughs> hunting, fishing, fishing, loving every day. Yeah. You know, and that's what I, that was kind of the impetus. I'm kind of happy that it happened a little bit later in my career. Um, so I had some guidance, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I needed somewhere. Everybody said, Oh, when you retire, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to be 51. I'm going to go be a fire chief somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then friends, yourself and others said, you really want to be a fire chief? And I said, I think I've earned it and I think one night uh, you even said because there's other things out there for you and there there is and when I look at it um, being able to take people out and enjoy the outdoors whether it's uh, on land or in the water um, I've kind of found a passion for that and gotten pretty good at it um, as far as being able to take people on guided hunts and not have to give them back their money because that's one of the big big parts of it. feel bad if they don't kill Yeah. So if we don't harvest something, um, there's, there's three, Sorry, I said, I said, kill you. And we like That's to use harvest. kind of gentler FWC likes the word yeah. <laughs> harvest instead. Um, there's three seasons, um, that we use out there is Turkey and general gun. And then, um, feral hog is all year long. Right. So if you have a Florida hunting license, I'll allow you to hunt on the property for uh, different given rates, whether it's you want to go out there and camp with your family all week. Um, If you want us to hunt for you, basically put you in the tree stand, show you where the game is coming in and out of um, for Turkey and deer. And then the other hunt is a little bit harder, um, but we take you on basically a three-day food. You get food, you get shelter, um, and we take you out and we basically give you a dog hunt. With dogs and capture some hogs. Wow, a lot of people like it. Just making memories and pictures.
0: Okay, so on the on the hunting uh, or on land, we'll say on the land side, you've got it pretty well dialed in. Um, you got you got a, a property to do this on. You you know the, some patterns. You're you're able to to
1: provide some value to your to your clients. Yes, they they understand. You know. The property portion of it, um, as you in the mortgage business know, started buying property uh, tax deeds mm-hmm. at auctions. It came rather quick and easy for me to learn the the back doors and the tools to that. Okay. Um, got a good amount of property in Polk County. Became great friends with Sheriff Grady Judd. Uh-huh. He, he he talked to me when I was deployed to Ian. And, uh, when I, he found out that I had that property, I said, how do I keep the locals off of it? He said, you just keep on trying doing that son. You'll never keep them away. So I had to learn that the locals are going, it's their property also, even though it's mine. Um, Mm -hmm. I keep it well managed with some of the Polk County uh, commissioners. They, they uh, have guided me through that. And the land portion of it as far as guaranteeing you something. I don't want to say ninety nine percent, but I can get you what you'd come out there for uh in a great experience. Good. I mean
0: I get it, you know, just from the fishing side of things, you know, nothing is hundred percent, but um uh, but it sounds like you've you know you've you've learned the land and you're you know, you got a you got a great thing going over there.
1: Yeah. I hope that in the next few years I can expand and be able to build a uh like a barn dominium kind uh-huh. of a home on it yeah. Um, so that I can actually offer people to come out and stay the weekend and do a larger type hunt. Um, Cabela's has a yearly lottery that if you get in the top five of the lottery, you can go for a turkey hunt. And the turkey hunt is an Osceola turkey, which is prevalent mm-hmm. in our south uh, Southwest region of where we're at. And um, Cabela's basically pays me to have them drop a turkey off, they will drop said Chris off in the Uber at 9 a.m. Uh, I'll put the turkey in, a, in the field and give you the instructions of what you have to do. And you'll be on your plane back to your state within four hours with a picture of a nice turkey. And that's a great, it's a, great, it's a win-win for everyone. The yeah. customer who won the lottery portion of it, uh, it's just like a Marlin, right? When you mm-hmm. go on one of the Marlin uh, fishing charters, yeah, you're going there to take a picture, touch a leader and and be done with it and have a great experience. So
0: interesting, interesting. So in doing this, so on the, as far as the land side goes, you've, you've started to learn like what your costs are and what your, you, you know, what your overhead's looking like. And now you're better able to to manage it from the, the customer experience side, so you can manage the customer experience. Now you know what the finance side of it is. So, uh, is that are you booking out pretty regularly, or is it?
1: So, a lot of out? times people want to. They're looking for the big game, and right off the bat, you know, I cannot guarantee you a big game. We sure. live in South Florida. Um, the property is in Midwestern Florida that is not going to produce huge trophy deer. Um, you're not going to get that eight inch bearded Turkey Uh that you're, you know, you're seeing in Alabama and in Kentucky and in the Western areas, but I will give you an experience that some people come down and they don't, they've never been feral hog hunting. Yeah, and when we tell them we're not going to use any weapons, it you know I had last week so uh, wrestling hogs, we yeah we use hobbles and yes and with our dog with the dogs, okay. um, it's it's a little bit different of an adventure. And you know what I can tell you that it's all around the United States, uh-huh. um, but we probably and and I have a clue, uh, close friends that they do this for basically trophies. And, you know, there's competition, dog competitions for catching hogs. But uh, anyhow, the two people that we had, they were from New York City. They Mm -hmm. came down, they were staying with their grandparents and they wanted to go out. So we uh, met them out at the property and we took them out for the afternoon and uh, they were rather impressed with it, you know, because no weapons and we're going to chase these things down and (laughs) It's a good time though. And once we get them all tied up, we, we let them, you know, take pictures with them and all. Yeah. So,
0: but that's where we're at with it. That's awesome. So, and then obviously the, on the fishing side of things on the, on the water side of things, what have you, what hoops have you had to jump through?
1: Cause you, you mentioned you've had some, some pretty substantial hoops to jump through there. So I thought to myself as this business was expanding, live on the water, I consider myself an okay fisherman, you know, we're not, we're not great. And I heard a great name the other day, Glenn Aiken, Uh that man, he could go out fishing and nobody could be catching fish. Oh yeah. And he'd have a whole boat full of fish. Yeah. Old man of the sea. Yeah. And he knew every hole and he ever, you know, and I, and I like to pick their brains over the years. And even the people that live uh, near my condo, I like to how they go out and they catch these four or five fish in 200 feet of water and they're doing it every day. And, And I, and I needed to learn that. Yeah. And I think I have it pretty, pretty well uh, tied up on how, how I get it done and yeah. what I need to get done. Um, so I decided to adventure out and see if I could start this chartering business. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, the chartering business was actually for uh, my brother. My brother runs um, a portion of the business doing pier and causeway fishing, Ooh. snook fishing. And although snook fishing is just a, a, a seasonal and there's a time frame, and there's, there's obviously the, the slot that has to be considered in the size of the fish. We were actually getting customers that really wanted to have a guide, take them fishing on a causeway or on a bridge or on a, on a, on a pier. It seemed easy in the beginning until we found that if you were an out-of-state resident, you needed to buy a saltwater license, mm-hmm. plus get a tag that says that you're fishing off a pier. Huh. If you're a resident, you just get the tag just easy. It's free. It's online, no. <clears throat> easy to get. We were starting to lose customers because these people from out of town want to come. Like I said, uh, with the hunting, they want to come here to get a trophy. Yeah. You can't guarantee them a snook every time, but you got pretty good at guaranteeing them a nice uh, pitcher fish. Good moment, sure. a good moment, good experience. Um, so we let's do this. Well, I was losing money on that end of it as far as tackle for him and bait and obviously have to pay him. Started looking into a, a couple uh, ideas, talking to some other captains and they are like, go get your captain's license. I said, hmm, that can't be hard. How many times have we been out drinking and there's a guy sitting across the door, he's like, I'm a captain. I'm like, if that guy can do it, anybody can do it, right? I was wrong. Um, 28 years in the fire service taken written exams. And yeah, I would say that these last, uh, the test is a four part test. And, uh, I just finished my rules of the road, did that really well, been passing all of them. I have one more to uh, complete the charting and plotting. Uh, but once that's done, the goal is to not take over the charter industry. i by no means, I have great friends that are fishing captains that run charters from here to the keys, And, you know, when I talk to them, I'm like, listen, if somebody calls me and they say, Hey, I want that huge, I want that sailfish moment, Mm -hmm. or I want that Marlin experience. I'm not going to say, Hey, you come out with shoot the Gator. We're going to give you that. I'm going to say, I know some great charter captains along the way. I know that that'll pay off for me. You know, in the end, that'll pay off for me when I'm no longer working at the fire department, Mm -hmm. And I want to take these charters out on a regular basis just to go three, four miles offshore to put smiles on faces and catch, you know, some reef fish or so.
0: Awesome. So like where I'm selling money, mortgage business, selling people money, you're selling people memories. Yes. Making memories
1: every day, you know, and it, it, it also gives me the opportunity to, uh, take some of that, that, uh, education as far as awareness and being able to share that, you know, in the back of your mind, when you're on the boat or you're hunting, uh, you're taking people out, you're guiding, you're still doing that leadership thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be the big part of the curve of me retiring is I've been leading this train for 28 years and now no longer leading. Yeah, but I think this is really going to help me uh, move into and and keep my mind off of the job.
0: Well, I think that there's just like my business. I think there's parallels. So just hearing what you're doing, you know, in your current job, you're you're leading people in and out of burning buildings, right? Leading people in and out of uh, medical situations. You're just Leading people in and out of the water, in and out of uh, hunting blind or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, so and you're still what... doing the same. There's you're gonna find as you look back in a couple of years, you'll find that there's so many parallels to what you're doing compared to what you have done in the fire service.
1: Yeah, it's it's the fire service has given me great opportunities, and I think this here will also expand my horizon on, on many things, you know, you spoke about going to the Bahamas. I already had a guy last week. He's like, would you drive my boat, take me and my wife to the Bahamas? And I thought to myself, I don't have a clue on what I'm doing, (laughs) you know, in a big boat like that. And I said to him, I said, sir, I said, I'm brand new at this. I said, you know, if you want to fish off the, you know, four or five miles offshore, I'm I'm confident in that, you know, but as far as, is doing those big charters, and, and I'm hoping that along the way, you know, these fishing tournaments that are happening this year, mm-hmm. um, involved in that with the business, and I'm hoping that I can get out there and at least get my name out there to maybe mate or even get on as a, a second captain just to watch because, yeah. you know, it's, it's very the the license was extremely hard but i think at the end of this they should have at least given you a little driver's course also a little cra- maybe a big maybe a big tugboat or a pilot boat with bumpers yeah. and said you know try and drive this around the inlet a little bit so <laughs> there you go well and and i forget what we used to say with uh with with
0: teaching but it was like um watch one i forget how it goes but it was basically like watch one do one you know with teach somebody one. yeah right and then teach one right yep. so like you you mentioned the, the bahamas so like going to the bahamas you know here in, in in south florida we're we're only like 50 something nautical miles from west end bahama grand bahama um so i've i've had the opportunity to to run over with a couple of guys and uh and do some great wahoo fishing uh tuna fishing. Um, there's, there's an amazing fishery over there and it, and it's not it doesn't see as much pressure as as our fishery does uh over here so you know i i felt the same way like i i want to get to that point to where i can feel comfortable running over to the bahamas so um so actually this is just this past weekend uh so i don't know when this show's gonna air but what is it now it's like the first week of april And, uh, so we, we ran over to the Bahamas on my boat, uh, you know, know the whole process of checking in, uh, doing it right. And you know, the whole quarantine flag and checking in and, and, you know, getting your cruising permit ahead of time and and your fishing license and and doing everything legally. And then, you know, coming back over and, and checking in through customs and border patrol and, and doing it all, doing it all correctly. Um, I, I've learned it from folks that didn't do it correctly and then I've learned it to do it the, the correct way and that just, you know, is a lot more peace of mind doing it. But um yeah, I would say, yeah, if that's something that your your clients are into, obviously, is you know, get on some of these boats and and uh and take those those opportunities when they come available to, you know, learn from somebody else so that you can then, you know, teach it.
1: And that's what I I've been there. I've been sitting yeah. backwards, but I've never been you know, in the responsible for it in the front <laughs> seat, and that's what I—I I said. A couple of our friends are always going over there, and and we'll go, but I'm sitting in the back on a beanbag. It was never my responsibility, yeah. And now that it's my responsibility, you know, it's a lot, a lot to take in because, like you said, the Coast guards for example, when the Coast Guard came to inspect, even though it's an uninspected vessel, mm-hmm. I deemed that for my insurance that Uh because the underwriter for my insurance says hunting as soon as that there they want everything inspected and uh so had the boat inspected and the coast guard gentleman he came out when the coast guard guys come out and he says where's your fire extinguishers Uh and I showed it to him he goes you're a fireman right sticker on the side yeah my fire extinguishers (laughs) (laughs) my flares all so long date. story short, all they mean, needed to be, be yeah, they're all out of date. he gave me a, he gave me a, <laughs> a, a fine stern talking to, and I got that all fixed and I, uh-huh. you know, and then as soon as I got done with the, the captain's portion of that test on there was about, you know, making sure that your stuff is adequately maintained. So yeah, it's been a great experience, great learning experience, taking the certificate.
0: That's good. Good stuff. So how many, how many more years do you have left in the, in the fire department? Are you in the drop now or?
1: 52 months,
0: 52 months. Okay, yep. I, so. I,
1: everybody told me, you know, every I, it's came in as the young gun, 18 April, 1994 uh-huh. and now 28 years later, there's only three of us that came that I remember looking up to there that are still on the job wow. and uh, yeah, everyone else has retired you know, and, uh-huh. and the people that are there now are actually, we grew up with them, you know, and yeah. and when you, when you tell a story, you look around the room and you're like, Ooh, Can't no tell one's going to know about this no, person, know. <laughs> you know? And, and so it's good to, nobody knows about Chris Phelps. No, the, you legend, know that, the
0: legend of Chris Phelps. <laughs>
1: you know, you, you'll come in some days and say, Hey, is Markle here? Well, let me go check in his office. And everybody's kind of looking and, You know, it, yeah, I walk out and I I see you standing there. We start drinking our coffee and I'm like, you don't know anyone here. (laughs) And in some days it's funny to even know some days I walk around this past week. We hired, you know, brought on our, our first, I think 15 Mm -hmm. that started and, uh, young guns. Eager to learn big sponges, you know, and I can't pronounce half their names. And then I figure. Wow, this is what I'm gonna in 52 months. I'm turning this all over to them. Yeah, which someone did that to, for me, so I have to do that for them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's coming 52 months. Wow. So
0: your business you started uh, quite some time ago. You've been um, slowly getting it back. Uh, together getting all credentialed and and getting the proper licensing and everything uh, is your is your hope to do this as a full-time gig or have you set yourself up through um, your retirement uh, through your um, through your drop account and anything else to to not have to do it like full-time
1: full-time or what's no. your what's your goal my goal is to I, I told my better half and myself and my children that when I go into the drop, Mm -hmm. the day I went in the drop, I needed to be financially stable to live the rest of my life. Okay. So what I had sitting, an old man once told me, you'll know him, (laughs) Ed Morjan. He said to me, Markle, you don't have six months of your savings in an account. You're not prepared for retirement. And that hit home. I never, while I was raising my children. And so it's six, like six months of expenses, you mean? Six months of your, of your
0: paycheck. Oh, okay. Of your paycheck. Okay. Six months of, of your earnings. In a savings account.
1: Okay, And I thought that never had, that can't happen. I'm raising children mm-hmm. and I look at it today and I said, that can't happen. Yeah. But you know what? It can, okay. it can. And, uh, when I hit that date of me saying, I'm going to retire, I made sure that that was one of the things that I had. Because you need to financially be able to, even with your cola that you're getting, live the life that you earned. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, we did a lot. Our bones are not when we were 18 and 19 Mm -hmm. anymore, mentally. So we need to be able to focus on a positive future and be able to do that without any bumps in the road financially. Yeah. So being able to have the, the, the a, a good, steady uh, income from our pension mm-hmm. and being able to have that drop, which is a blessing for anyone and everyone. Um, and setting myself up this project adventure that I'm taking on uh-huh. is going to be for my daughter's husband and my daughter, my other daughter. So you're building a legacy. I'm building old Florida money, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's been a long time coming as far as being able to get through everything. Like you mentioned licensing and all, but it's working. And I'm going to be able to guide them through it and do it when I want to. So.
0: Awesome. So if, if our listeners were, were thinking, you know what? I really enjoy, or I really love hunting and fishing. I really enjoy the Florida lifestyle. Um, You know, maybe I want to do something like that in my neck of the woods. What would you, what would you say? Or what would you recommend be the, um, some of the steps that they would need to do
1: for the land portion of it. If you are fortunate to be able to get to yourself at least 10 acres, um, backed up by, you know, mine is, uh, surrounded by a preserve of uh, 18,000 acres of Polk County land. Um, it's one, the land, you have to be very, very uh, cognizant and aware of the laws that are in that area, you know, okay. that have to do with the land and the purchasing of it. Are you purchasing land that is for agricultural or are you, pers- are you purchasing it for recreation or is this a lease? And that's where I messed up in the beginning because I had a lease and I was taking people that, I had, hi- that had hired me on someone else's property. And that's a no-no with the insurance companies. Mm. Um, second, is insurance. The minute you tell somebody that you're going to guide them, it would be like you know telling somebody we're going to get into SpaceX uh-huh. and, and I'm gonna take <laughs> you to the moon. Um, it's the same thing. I'm giving a person a firearm. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you know they understand the safety portions of it. That we we do do a, a briefing with them, and we even have a small range that we can let them shoot at. Um, and then the water portion of it. So safety, uh, the, the land and, and, the insurance is one for that, that I would really look into the rest of it. You know, the, the guarantees we give money back. You cannot, you cannot, uh, deny that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to take you out for four hours. You know, some people just want to do target shooting. Some people just want to walk around in the wilderness. I had a woman, she was with her husband. We went out, gave him a ride on the buggy, showed him around, took pictures of birds. And, you know, I explained to him at the end, I said, you know, I apologize. I said, uh, as you've seen in it writing, she said, no, here's an extra hundred dollars. She wanted to go ride around on the, on the buggy and take pictures. She's seen the cows in the pasture and some horses. She was happy with it. Um, And then on the water side of it, the water side the worst thing you can do is, is overstep your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that there's men and women who have been salty dogs for years on the water. You're not going to come and take over their fishing or their spots. So what I've learned to do is be very, um, walk on eggshells, you know, talk, meet people, Hey Chris, do you know this guy? Maybe you can introduce me. I'm I'm new at this. I don't want to catch marlin. I want to take, you know, Miss Smith and Mister Smith out fishing. And right. I didn't realize how many Miss Smith and Mister Smiths daily want to go fishing. Yeah. It, it's it. There's lo- the big numbers. I mean, the the guys on the Blue Heron. Some days when there's only four or five people on the boat, it's because their other boat in Jupiter is loaded yeah so you know they're in they've made a great living so you don't want to step your boundaries on the water side you just have to watch where you're going and explore yeah. different avenues but i'm hopefully that it's working out successfully so somebody
0: looking to start out they gotta they need to learn the laws because that's obviously first and foremost they need to have proper insurance they need to have some uh, on the land side, they need to have some property property that's theirs. On. Hopefully, on the on the water side, you've got to know the the obviously the water rules. Same as your land, you got to know the water rules. Yep. You got to have the vessel or access to somebody's vessel, and then uh, insurance. And then uh, you know, obviously, you know, knowing the spots and, and where to go from there.
1: Yeah, and you need uh, the laws are. Always changing, and that's the one thing that you got to keep. You got to keep up on. Um, some people have called me and said, "Well, can you take me?" It actually happened this weekend. Someone wanted to pay me mm-hmm. twelve hundred dollars to take them from across from Phil Foster mm-hmm. to Peanut Island or Flotopia. <laughs>
0: So Floatopia is a, uh, is it, is it twice a year or just it's once, once a, year? a year? It's a once summer a year.
1: kickoff of the sandbar. It's 20,000, 30,000 people all floating around, uh, yeah. boats, you know, unable to move from boat to boat. Yeah. Um, it's a great adventure to watch from shore or watch from <laughs> a drone. Uh, uh, yeah. A drone would even work. Yeah. But, um, you know, she was upset. Well, you're, you service. You're, I'm a captain service that will bring you from port to port yeah. or from port to returning home port. Uh, but you'll stay in my, under my visual observation the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just can't be dropping people off. It's not a taxi service. It doesn't work that way. Especially when Palm beach County has shut down their taxi service and their ferrying services for the day to the Island. Yeah. You don't want to be caught. That's, that's a quick, a quick way to get rid of, uh, business and your licenses yeah
0: yeah. so do
1: it right do it right
0: awesome yeah it was going on as we were heading out the inlet or you know heading around the island to to get out the inlet uh it was already going on at like nine
1: o'clock in the morning and they come two three days before yeah
0: yeah all right so for our any of our listeners that are you know in the area or outside the area and they're looking to have that florida experience those build those those memories how would they uh what I, we, I I don't even know that we mentioned the the name of your company and how they would find you.
1: So obviously, right now, social media is all about Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Uh, Shoot the Gator LLC. Uh, Shoot, duh, duh. So if you've got this time, real quick, <laughs> when I when I decided to do this, a good friend of mine, God rest his soul, Brian Walnevitz, uh-huh. was uh, stationed with me and Travis Held. We were at station, and I said. I'm going on a hunt and they were like, we were watching that shoot the Gator, uh, the, the people, the Gator people on uh-huh. television. And Troy Landry always say, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm going to do that in my business. And Brian, uh-huh. as quick as he was, he said, yeah, shoot, duh. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah. And he's like, and you know what? It's stuck. Yeah. So it's uh, shoot-da-gator, uh, LLC. And we're full outfitting business. So mm-hmm. the outfitting portion of it is if you rent a boat from Palm Beach boat rentals, uh-huh. but you don't have fishing equipment. I teamed up with the guys at the rod room, okay, bought a bunch of used gear from them. Uh-huh. So if you are going to go fishing on a rental boat and you need gear, we'll supply you with, you know, whether it's trolling stuff or bottom uh, bottom rigs, bottom rigs or just it. fishing off piers. Yeah. So Facebook and Instagram, okay, and then uh, our website is Outfitters at shoot underscore da underscore gator dot com. <laughs> Seemed really cool in the beginning until you write that four or five times. Uh-huh. Um, but it's been successful, and uh, yeah. it's been a great journey. Yeah, I'm thinking of the uh, the movie Horrible Bosses too, where they mentioned
0: the the name of their yes their website <laughs> <laughs> yes and you. <laughs> Yes,
1: I've never said that out loud. Yeah, you know, every time you know people are like, "What is it?" I'm like, "Here we go." Yeah, you know, maybe I'll write it. That's why my my business cards are just I hand those there out there. Quick. How about a phone number? What's a what's the five phone six number? one three eight six eight, eight eight one
0: five? Awesome, awesome. So if you want to get a hold of Dave and uh, shoot to the Gator, uh, there's a couple ways, and we'll uh, we'll have it stuff in the sh- the show notes as well. Uh, as far as uh, our podcast goes if you know somebody that's doing something amazing uh, whether they're currently in the fire service or they've already retired and you want to hear more about it or or, or want to share your own story you can reach us at info at that's info at we'll see you on the next one